I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and harmony in all your relationships. To start this episode, I have a few questions for you. Have you gotten vaccinated against COVID? Have you decided not to get vaccinated? Are you still weighing your options and trying to decide what to do? Have you gotten into an argument with someone because of your decision or doubt about what to do? If so, you are not alone. I think by now most of us had had challenging conversations about vaccines. That's why in this episode, I'd like to share with you some communication tools that can help you navigate these difficult conversations about vaccines. Personally, I had four conversations about the vaccine in the last 10 days. And in part, this is what inspired me to do this episode. These conversations may seem very similar to the conversations you've had. In the first conversation, I was talking with a close friend of mine about getting vaccinated. I made a comment about my experience of getting the vaccine. And she immediately said, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, I'm not against science, I'm not into conspiracy theories. Wow. This reply was defensive. Which led me know that she felt judged or attacked by me. And you know what? Anytime someone replies to you with defensiveness, they are letting you know, albeit not skillfully, that they are feeling judged or attacked by you. And if this was not your intention, if you didn't mean to judge them or attack them, then what you actually want to do if you want to keep a sense of connection with this person is to communicate in a way that conveys that intention to connect. And I'm going to talk about some ways to keep your connection or sense of belonging with the other person while you're having these conversations about the vaccine in a little bit. But first, I want to go back to that story. The interaction I was telling you with my friend. You know, we were able to clarify and move on with our conversation in a connecting way. Our friendship is very strong. But that's not the real point I want to make here. The point I want to make is that we need to be aware that there's so much divisiveness. And because we are living in this reality of divisiveness, people are very sensitive about how you see them and whether you're seeing them in a way that's not accurate. So we need to be aware of that because we have now become so divided that you and I both, we have the responsibility, that is to say, the ability to respond with our language in a way that doesn't further that divide. I personally am committed to do all that I can to bring people together and not further apart. 
Which brings me to the second conversation I had. And in this one, a relative of mine said, it's very clear, Alejandra, if you're educated, then you got the vaccine. And if you aren't educated and are ignorant, then you're unvaccinated. <sighs> when I heard this, my heart sunk because his language was evoking more divisiveness. When we are divided, we assign labels and categories to others to try to define who they are and to try to define who we are and who we are not. And to that end, we tend to make sweeping generalizations that may not be accurate. And in this case, this generalization is not accurate. Many people are getting the vaccine and they're highly educated. Many people are not getting the vaccine and they're highly educated as well. But maybe they have medical conditions that prevent them from getting the vaccine. Or they're afraid because they've had severe reactions from other vaccines in the past. Many others don't feel that they have enough information about the vaccine from a trusted source. Others are getting very confusing information. People in different parts of the United States and many other countries don't have access to the vaccine because of where they live and also because of issues related to inequity. You know, some people don't have the ability to take time off because taking time off means not putting food on the table or not being able to pay the rent. And they don't have the kind of job that gives them the ability to take paid time off to get the vaccine and then receive pay if they stay at home, if they have a reaction to the vaccine. We also know that there are millions of people who do not have a college degree and are vaccinated. And not having a college degree doesn't mean that you are not educated. So this statement about vaccination and level of education is dividing us, and it's not completely accurate. And this is how the third conversation started, actually. In this conversation, a friend shared that she feels judgmental of people who are not vaccinated and sees them as selfish. She said, people are dying and we have a way to protect their lives. Why would you choose your own interest instead of being compassionate with millions of families who are losing loved ones and say, yes, give me the shot. I am going to do whatever it takes to decrease suffering and grief from those around me. Then she said, if you don't think that way, you're selfish. And I just can't bear how strong my judgment is of people who are being selfish. In this case, my friend was getting in touch with the pain of divisiveness, the pain that we feel when we judge others. Because you and I both, like all human beings, we are wired for connection, and it is painful to feel divided. Which brings me to the fourth conversation I had in these last 10 days. This time, it was with a friend who's decided not to get vaccinated. He shared that he believes there are powerful people who are trying to divide us for political reasons. We were talking on the phone and I could tell that he was trying to end the conversation quickly. And if you'd like to know what I said was, so here we are. We're faced with the beautiful opportunity to not let this divide us. 
By having this conversation, you and I are contributing to heal the divide. We are the ones who are very powerful. And then we talked about our strong bond of our friendship and our love and our respect for one another. You probably had conversations like that or heard about conversations like that in this past few months. So how do you talk to people about vaccines? I want to share with you some tools that can help you navigate these conversations. So first and foremost, check your intention. In the conversations I had, the ones I shared with you, as well as in many interactions I heard from my coaching clients and others who also had challenging conversations about the vaccine with friends and family, I see that in general, we have three main intentions. The intention to persuade, the intention to find out information, and the intention to belong and create trust. And with any of these intentions, of course, your communication can go in the wrong direction, that is to say, in the direction you don't want it to go, if you don't keep your main intention in mind. It is your main intention that needs to direct your language, or else, if the conversation starts to go into a place that's the opposite of what you want, unless you keep yourself mindful of your intentions throughout the conversation, you are likely to communicate habitually, not consciously. For example, if the conversation is turning into an argument, then you are likely to communicate in the way you usually communicate during arguments. Maybe you try to win the argument. Maybe you try to get out of it by over-pleasing or saying, I don't want to talk about this. Or maybe you shut down or you even lose your ability to speak. So once again, first and foremost, become aware of your intention and keep your intention in mind throughout the conversation. And whether you have the intention to persuade, to find out information, or to belong and create trust, I am going to share with you right now what to avoid saying and what to consider saying in order to fulfill these intentions. So if you have the intention to belong and create trust, then even if you have different opinions, find the language of connection. You want to belong? You want to create trust? Then connect first. To connect in a conversation, you need to listen for common denominators. What do you and the other human being have in common? Do you know what that is? Feelings and values. Your experiences may be different, but your feelings and your values can be a place for connection. As the other is speaking, listen beyond the words they are saying and pay attention to the feelings and values underneath what they're saying. For example, in the case of my friend who was saying that she believes people who don't get the vaccine are selfish, I could sense that she was feeling a combination of anger and sadness because she values community, care, and health. 
I could also see that it's important for her that her actions are of benefit to others and not just herself. Or take the case of my friend who's not going to get the vaccine. He was probably feeling frustrated and lonely because freedom of choice, autonomy, these are important values to him. So once you connect to the feelings and the values that the other person might be experiencing, you can connect to the other person's humanity. Because at various points in your life, you yourself experienced the same feelings and values. In my case, I can tell you that I've had many experiences in my life when I felt angry, sad, frustrated, or lonely. And I can definitely connect to my value of community, care, health, doing something for the well-being of others, not just my own, as well as wanting to have freedom, choice, and autonomy. The thing is that when you connect to feelings and values, you enter into an empathic space. An empathic space in which we can meet as friends rather than enemies. A lot of people talk about empathy and having to have empathy and communicate with empathy. I agree. And this is how you communicate empathically. Once you tap into those feelings and values, you can then have a conversation about those feelings and values. And that's a beautiful way of fulfilling your intention of belonging and creating trust. Now, If your intention is to find information, for example, you want to know if the other person is vaccinated or not, or whether they are going to get vaccinated, then you need to create a safe space for the other to share that piece of information with you. A way of creating safe space is by you sharing your experience first. So you can talk about your vaccination status or your vaccination experience. Avoid talking about your opinions of people who are not doing what you're doing. This is very important or else the other is not going to feel safe to share information that may be the opposite of what you would like to hear. And after you share your experience, then you can ask the other person about their status or their experience or that piece of information that you'd like to know. You can also start the conversation by sharing the experience of you reading an article from a trusted source, an expert opinion, and how that resonated with you. And then you can ask the other person what kind of articles they're reading or what kind of information they're having access to. And that's a way you can start a conversation in which your intention is to find information. Lastly, if your intention is to persuade, think about when someone persuaded you in the past. When someone persuaded you of something that might have been difficult for you, how did this person communicate with you when they persuaded you? I remember I got persuaded to learn how to play a sport. And when that person persuaded me, they didn't criticize me, call me names, or shamed me. And I bet when you got persuaded to do something that you considered difficult, most likely you were not criticized That person didn't call you names, and that person didn't shame you. I bet they didn't flood you with numbers and statistics. And I bet they didn't use condescending or sarcastic language that kept you shut down 
stuck, or disconnected, right? So most likely, when someone persuaded you, they probably heard your concerns first. They tried to understand you. They probably used a friendly tone of voice. And they let you know that they respected you or that they were there with you, accompanying you in your experience, doing this together. So if you want to persuade someone, then listen, listen, listen. Be open. Try to understand the other person's perspective, their feelings, what they value. Use a friendly tone of voice that lets the other know that they're safe with you. Tell them you respect them as a person or that you respect that they're exercising the right to choose, even if you disagree with their choice. Use the same language they're using instead of paraphrasing or using synonyms or expressions that may misinterpret what they're saying. And notice their body language. Notice their tone of voice. Are they showing openness? If you notice the other person's open, then you can ask them if they're willing to hear something you'd like to share with them. And that's how you can start telling them about your experience, your concerns, and persuading them. And just know that sometimes it's more effective to have several mini conversations with the other rather than one long draining conversation. Mini conversations can do wonders. So after hearing all this, I have some questions for you. What's your intention going to be when you have the next conversation about the vaccine? Will you want to persuade, find out more information, belong and create trust? And are you going to communicate your intention in a way that creates more connection or that furthers the divide? Because remember, your language is very powerful. And you can choose whether to bring people closer together or farther apart. If your choice is to bring people together, then picture yourself having one of these conversations with someone who has a different opinion from yours about the vaccine. And as you see that picture of you and the other person, see you and the other person connecting. Because like you or like me, They too are wired for connection. And when we use our language to connect, there's nothing we cannot talk about while keeping our humanness intact. When we communicate with our full humanity, we are tapping into the generosity of the heart. So my invitation to you this week and maybe for your whole life, for my whole life as well, but if not, at least for this week, is that when you have interactions about the vaccine, you communicate from that generosity of your heart so that you can let that generosity of your heart rule your communication so that you can let, as Lenny Kravitz's song says, you can let love rule. We've reached the end of this episode. Next week, we're going to talk about how to communicate with children. And I have a wonderful treat for you. So until next Wednesday, and as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. A special thanks to my client Jared for calling me a friend and telling me that 
just like I tell him he can communicate with confidence, I could also have the confidence to have a podcast. Original music by Gary LaPaul. You can find all the links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com. Thanks for listening.